Before we dive into this episode, I want you to think about what it would feel like to have your dream clients begging to work with you. Your DMs are flooding with inquiries, emails are pouring in, and your past clients are sending over all of their friends to work with you. Trust me, babe, you've been putting in the work, investing in your education, and reaching new levels in your self-development and skills. I see you. But do your dream clients actually see you online? I have a handful of intuitive content coaching calls available and would love the opportunity to help you shine online. Check out kianamarie.com slash connect to learn more. Together, we work closely to generate a ton of content for your business, not just trends, but genuine content that feels true to you and your business. From my kitchen table to yours, we come up with a content plan flooded with behind the scenes clips, client experience, and upcoming events. You are a big deal, my love. We just need more people to know about you. Let's capture that twinkle in your eye and share your passions online. Your dream clients are just one scroll away from finding you. Let's connect with them. Find more details at kianamarie.com slash connect. I can't wait to see you shine online. Now let's get this party started. It was the week that Ma and I moved into our brand new home here in Arizona, and we were touring our clubhouse and the pool and the gym. And as soon as we turned the corner in the gym, the door flung open and this sweet little fiery redhead opened up her arms and shrieked, welcome, welcome to the neighborhood neighbors. And Ma looked at her with a smile, of course. And my mom actually thought that she was a worker, that she was one of the welcome committee, I guess, here in our neighborhood. And Tarina was in fact not, she does not work at the clubhouse, but she is an incredible neighbor. She has a big heart. Her and her husband are very involved in all of our neighborhood activities. And she has been such a great friend. Um, we go on walks together. We have shared coffee dates and workshops together. And Trina is someone that I could not imagine my life without her, without this move to Arizona. Tarina not only has an incredible business where she helps you live the life you want, not the one you're pressured to live. Tarina has helped me grow exponentially with creating my own boundaries. She's the type of friend that will message me and ask to hang out, but then two seconds later, send a text and say, it's okay if you say no, <laughs> which is exactly what a lot of us need sometimes. And I just appreciate her friendship with these connection calls. It is so important to me to introduce you to my real life friends, the real humans, the real influencers that are impacting my days every single day. And Trina Maldonado is one of those. I am so incredibly excited to introduce you to Tarina. Before we start today's heartfelt, emotional, and inspirational episode, it's important to mention that part of this conversation includes references to child abuse. If you're not in a place to listen, we completely understand. Tarina has incredible resources and education around speaking up and living life on your own terms. Be sure to connect for more. Let's dive right in. Welcome to Kiana Marie Weekly, a podcast for creatives who love to celebrate wins, big or small, by dancing in the kitchen, photographers who are excited to serve their clients, and friends who are ready to chase really, really big dreams. You can find all of the resources mentioned in this episode at kianamarie.com slash podcast. Join me as I share weekly motivation, chat about growing pains, finding genuine connections, and celebrating your wins through the lens of a photographer at heart. Come join me for a dance party. Ready? Let's go. 
All right, all right. Welcome to the party, Tarina. Hi, Kiana. Thank you so much for having me today. It's lovely to join you and your audience. So fun. Oh my gosh. This is a way, way long overdue connection call with you, Tarina. Um, I am just so grateful for you. You are an inspiration. You, gosh, there's just so many amazing things I can say about you. <laughs> so let's just dive right into the conversation. It's really important for me to introduce my real life influencers. And Tarina, since I moved to Arizona, you have been one of my original Arizona angels. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's been such a delight to know you both personally and professionally because you inspire me in both arenas. Oh my gosh. Well, let's dive in. I feel like you are a wealth of knowledge and you are such a supporter for everyone finding their own voices, standing up for things that feel right to them. And I would love for you to share your experience with sharing your voice and standing up for something that didn't feel right. So I have this story that I love to share. It's been a handful of years ago and my family and I, we were invited to go to a pre-release screening of a children's movie. And in the movie, there was some content that I felt was harmful like sending harmful messages for kids and potentially grooming them for sexual abuse. And I, at the time with my job, had like such a super, super small audience, which I think for the people listening is important to remember as well. I'm talking like just a couple thousand people. And this is like old school before social media was huge. This was via like email. Um I mean, social media was there, but um, my audience was mostly through my email newsletter. And so I thought I'm not the right person to say anything. Surely somebody else will have seen this and will say something. And so the morning that reviews of the movie were released, I sat down and I'm scrolling through review after review, looking for any mention of sexual grooming. And, and it wasn't there. And so I thought, well, one of two things is happening. Either Nobody else saw it and realized this, or nobody else is speaking up and alerting parents to this content in this movie. And so I sat down and I wrote a review and I shared that the lens through which I'm able to see this is that of a survivor of child abuse. And I shared that, you know, if you choose to see this movie, let this be a perfect opportunity to have really important conversations. Um, what I didn't do was say, nobody go see this movie. I didn't say shame on Hollywood, shame on this director, shame on this actor. Like I simply said, this is here, be aware, make an informed decision. And this is how you can use this to teach your kids. And my article went viral in the most literal sense of the word, like with my website receiving like 5 million views within a week. and. It was on all major news and media outlets. And the result was that the movie was pulled from the theater to be edited after it had been released, which has never happened before or since with a children's movie. And this experience really, really showed me that it doesn't matter the size of your audience. It doesn't matter the size of your influence. What matters is having the courage to speak the truth. And do it in a way that allows people to take it the way that they need to and to not, I don't know, I think sometimes we get too 
I don't want to say too passionate, but the way that we present things can be a little too strong sometimes. And so I think sometimes um, the way we communicate can be almost as important as the message that we share. Wow. What an impact you made for our community, for our nation, for the world by calling something out. And I, and I love how you mentioned too, that you weren't pointing fingers. You weren't directly saying this is inappropriate and this is bad and shunning people, right? Like we're cancel culture is so toxic, you know, like that can be really scary. And the fact that you just shed light on this and and you did share your opinion, but I loved how it was threaded by this is the way it is. And I feel like that had a completely different response. Correct. I feel like the response would have been very different had I come out and been like, we all need to boycott this movie and this movie producer and this actor. Like the response would have been very different versus me coming out and saying, hey, parents, there's this really concerning content. I want you to be aware so you can make an informed decision before you take your kids and leaving the decision up to the individual. Right. Right. And not not putting shame on anybody and not making others feel accountable, like on your behalf, right? Like just sharing the information is beautiful. Oh my goodness. Well, how did this feeling of bravery and this realization that, Hey, if I say something and maybe that is just writing an article or right. Like sometimes when we say speaking up, it doesn't always mean using our voice. Sometimes we are typing something. Sometimes we're writing letters, right. Or showing through our actions um, by not doing something. So how has this feeling of bravery really shifted and impacted your life today? So it was really a catalyst for me, both personally and professionally, to really just solidify that my voice matters, my story matters. And not only does it matter for me, but that I can take what I've learned and the things that I have gained that have empowered me to be able to speak this way, to help others be able to find their voices and be able to speak up in a way that helps to build bridges with people rather than burn them. Oh my gosh, that is going to be a mic drop like graphic for us, Tarina, for your episode. I love how you're sharing about giving grace for these these conversations, that it doesn't need to be a, right? Like, listen to me. This is what I said. This is what I believe. Therefore, it's truth. It's It's bridging that gap and meeting people halfway. I think you said that so beautifully. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, what is your advice for someone? So let's say there is a situation, right? It could be in our home life. It could be in work. It could be um, with our children or, you know, anything. And what is your advice for someone that wants to speak up and make the change, but may be a little nervous of the responses that, that will be coming, right? Because I feel like even though we can feel so just in what we're saying and how we're feeling, there is always that fear of backlash and just confrontation. So what is your advice for someone that needs to spark these changes? So I always chuckle because um, I bring it way back. So I think the place to start is with getting grounded in your own self-love and self-worth because Regardless of where you're speaking your truth, there are going to be people who disagree. And there may be people who decide to get confrontational or become trolls. You know, like those people are out there. And it's a good thing that we have people who disagree with us because the world would be so boring otherwise. But if you put yourself out there and you're not solid and sturdy in your knowledge that your worth is inherent just because you exist, that you are worthy of love, 
and belonging. You're worthy of owning and sharing your voice simply because you're you and that somebody else's opinion of you does not lessen that in any way. Then when that happens, it's going to hit you a lot harder versus when you go into it rooted in knowing that your worth is solid, loving yourself, knowing that this is going to come, then you can navigate that more easily. Is it still going to sting? Will it still maybe hurt? Will it still be a little challenging to navigate? Yes. But when we're prepared for that possible outcome, then it helps us navigate it much more clearly. And so really, when you're thinking about, I want to speak up and I want to say something, scroll it back a little bit and just do some exercises to really get grounded in this self-worth and your self-love and know that you are going to be okay regardless of what anybody says. Amazing. This is such a great reminder for every human. Like I feel like this this education that you're sharing doesn't need to wait for entrepreneurship, doesn't need to wait for small business, right? Like this, this is a type of education that we should be teaching our, our children at, at a young age. Like, could you imagine um, if our kids or if we learned these tools way earlier in life? Oh my gosh, it would be a different world. Trying <laughs> with my three yeah. kids, I try. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. And you are an incredible mama. So, Tarina, please share with us um, some ways that we can create boundaries. So I feel like, you know, like, so I'm kind of like taking um, listeners through this journey where they have the confidence to say something, they're self-rooted in self-love that no matter what anybody says or how anybody treats them, they know that that is a reflection of them and not of themselves, right? So like, I know you've taught me that, (laughs) I like drop that in there. Um, But what are some ways that we can create these boundaries where we feel safe in our bubble. Yes. So I think that it's really important when we talk about boundaries to note that boundaries are meant to enhance relationships. I think sometimes there's this idea that boundaries are just meant to keep everything you don't like out of your life. And yes, that can be part of your boundaries, but boundaries are not, the purpose is not to cut people out and weed everybody out of your life. It's also to draw in the people that are going to enhance your life. So With boundaries, it's not just saying, I will not accept this. Boundaries is also asking for what you need. And so when you're thinking about a situation where you may may need to establish a boundary, it's important to think, what do I want the outcome to be? What do I really, what is the root of what I want to communicate? And what do I want the outcome to be? And so sometimes it can be, asking somebody for something that you need. Sometimes it can be saying, hey, I need this to not happen anymore. Um, I feel it's very important to, you mentioned the word grace before, and I think it's so important to remember when you're setting boundaries that you, even though it's a good thing, are shifting the dynamic in whatever relationship this is. So say you're setting a boundary with a family member, and this is new to both people. And so have a little grace if they maybe forget, but remind them. Grace does not mean that they forget and they cross that boundary and you're like, oh, this is new for them. Well, okay, we'll just let that slide. That's not having a healthy boundary, but having grace for them could be, oh, hey, I know that this is new that we talked about this. Um, So I just wanted to remind you that I need X, Y, Z moving forward. Thank you you know, like having grace for them and saying that in that kind way to remind them that there's it in the boundary established. Now, if this continues repeatedly, then you may need to shift what your boundary is. But 
it's important to establish these boundaries openly and communicate those because sometimes too, we might think, oh, I don't like how this person treats me. So if they do this, then I'm going to do this. And we're having this conversation in our head, but we're not communicating it with them. And I know personally, I would much rather hear what I need to change than just have this shift in my dynamic and be confused about what's going on. And so clearly stating what your boundary is and even why you need that. You know, like it hurts me when you do X, Y, Z. And so moving forward, I need to not. Or it makes me very uncomfortable when blah, 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 blah. Or I love it so much when this happens. Can we have more of this in our relationship? These are important to communicate and then have a little grace as you're both both learning this new dynamic in the relationship. Wow. I like I picked up so many golden nuggets here with this, Tarina. Um, seriously. And I love how you mentioned with Grace that it actually like boundaries can be really scary. I feel like this is a new age kind of buzzword for a lot of us. Um, I know Definitely. for Yes, I know for coaches and experts like you, this is not new. Like you've you've been practicing this for a while. You're very familiar with creating your own personal boundaries as well as teaching others. But for a lot of us that are, right? Like we're watching these TikToks, we're reading, we're going to therapy. Boundaries is relatively new for us. And I feel like we're, we're crushing and um, breaking some cycles, right? Like in our families and in our own, it feels like our DNA sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that it actually can be really great for strengthening relationships because, because I'll be honest, like when I hear boundaries or I hear someone trying to make brown boundaries, the first thing I thought of is, okay, well, what are you cutting out of your life? (laughs) And that's not always true. Sometimes they're created so you have a better capacity. Like, so for example, and I know sometimes creating boundaries can be life-changing, breaking these family cycles. But even for me, for example, I remember when my mom used to pick me up from the airport after I was gone for, you know, either a weekend or sometimes I was gone for two or three weeks traveling for weddings and photo shoots and stuff. And I would come home and she would pick me up and she would just be buzzing, right? She's she's ready to go get brunch. She wants to go stop at Target on the way home. And for the first couple of times, I, I just did it because I was excited to see her and I was happy to be in her presence. And I was so grateful that she picked me up from the airport. And then eventually I would just start to snap. And I just remember thinking, I can't do this anymore, mom. Like you have to take me straight home or I'm going to Uber. Like I can't do this because I was at capacity. I was exhausted. Right. And once I explained that to her, of course it wasn't easy because my mom is my mom love her to death, but like, you know, she's very stuck in her ways and doesn't understand different energy levels. Right. And so I think once I could express that to her, she was like, okay, well, could we do dinner? You know? So now the new thing is, is I come home, I rest, I shower, I really just take some time to decompress and, and just kind of like do some introverting. And then I like come out of my dungeon and I'm, I'm happy. Like I want to be around her. And so I think that's just like one tiny example of an everyday life for someone dealing with a family member, a partner, or even a child where we have to create these these boundaries so we can really show up as our best self. Absolutely. And I love that example so much because it is so simple. But what you did is strengthen your relationship because if you had continued in this cycle of her picking you up and then you being burnt out and exhausted and then snapping at her, that's going to continue repeatedly damaging your relationship. 
versus you embraced and moved through that discomfort of having that difficult conversation. And now it's a much better situation where you guys get to come home. You can enjoy the ride home. You get the space and time that you need. And then you can come back together and enjoy each other. And I think that the key right there is being able to embrace that discomfort. I think sometimes, especially if we've been raised in with people-pleasing tendencies, that we want to make people happy, that we want to be kind, that we're always supposed to be nice, that facing that discomfort can be one of the biggest barriers for establishing boundaries. And so I love to tell people, if you feel uncomfortable, you're doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so funny that's what I say for photo shoots too I'm like I feel if it feels awkward that means you're doing great sweetie <laughs> oh I love that well that was just like a tiny kind of like I would call it like trivial but like still a big deal for me but kind of trivial in the scheme of life of creating boundaries and, and asking for what I need and one thing that you are an expert in, Tarina, is your religious transition coaching so I would love to kind of like like crack open this can of worms, like rip off the bandaid and share why you're so passionate about helping people with their religious um, like concerns and like where they stand in life and, and where all this passion is rooted in. So my husband and I actually are both born and raised in the same high demand religion. And we thankfully left together a handful of years ago. And As I was just diving in the community of people who had left the same religion, I noticed a lot of similarities and a lot of things I was navigating a little bit more smoothly, not to say that it wasn't hard and devastating and difficult, but just a little bit more smoothly than some other people. And I I realized that this was from a lot of the tools that I had learned and gained over the years of therapy and self-development and healing from the child abuse that I had experienced. And so it just became very apparent to me that I had some tools and that I can help other people with those. And one of the things that I've noticed as a universal thing is just feeling very lost. And like, you maybe aren't even sure who you are once you step out of the box of religion telling you exactly who you need to be. And so I love to help people discover who they are for themselves to sit down and be like, why do I believe the things that I believe? Why do I have the goals that I have? Why do I have the values that I have? And discover what you want to do with those coming from a soul-rooted place without the influence of what other people are telling you. And then to be able to communicate that with family and friends as you are shifting into a person that's more aligned with your authentic self rather than the self that you have been maybe performatively being. And so it just brings me so much joy to watch people go through this in my coaching program, this process of self-discovery and self-love and boundaries and getting to a place where they feel comfortable speaking their truth to people who they know aren't going to love that truth. Because a lot of times it's really hard for family to hear that your beliefs have shifted and are no longer in alignment with theirs. And so I love to be able to help people feel more comfortable and empowered to be able to show up in the world 
feeling comfortable who they are. Wow. That is so powerful and such a blessing. I mean, I know we're talking religion, but it is truly a blessing um, for you to be an advocate for those families, for those individuals that are looking to, to, I don't want to say like break these chains, like in that exact um, analogy, um, but to truly find their truth. I just think that is incredible. Like, yes, I'm helping people who are going through a religious transition, but it comes back to your own individual self-discovery and self-love and those boundaries and those things that help you to be who you truly are. A lot of times going through a religious transition, a shift in beliefs is just the catalyst for people to jump into this self-discovery journey. And so the religion for me is just this the starting point. Really, we're like diving into a journey of self-discovery for people. Yes, this can be so inspiring. And and I and I want to kind of tap into breaking these cycles and releasing expectations can feel really heavy and scary. It can feel like a burden, right? So like maybe someone is ready to make some changes, ready to speak up, but the weight of it just feels too scary. And it's just sometimes it's just easier to just continue, right? So I would love for you to tap into what this experience feels like when it can actually be freeing and weight, like like just be like this heavy backpack, like off your shoulders. Um, Because I think sometimes a lot of us are, I feel like we're a lot of us are broken up into two camps. We're either driven by the, the fear of staying stuck or we're driven by the fear of the unknown, right? So, so what, what would be your advice for someone that's like, wait a second, this may be sticky. This may be awkward. This may create a lot of tension, but on the other side is just like, this is a whole new world. So can we chat about like the whole new world, like what that really looks like to you and what you're hoping your clients experience? So I think that this is such a beautiful question because it is pretty universal, not only in like a religious transition, but often even when we're looking at our business, like the next step, or we're getting ready to launch something or, you know, like there's these same kind of fears. And so it can be really helpful to acknowledge and honor what you're feeling without judgment, because sometimes there can be judgment of, well, I shouldn't feel this way because really, I want to be making this change. I want to be doing this. So why am I feeling this way? Or, you know, whatever the judgment may be toward yourself. So just honor your feelings and what you're experiencing and know that that's perfect and normal for you to feel what you're feeling. And your emotions are just signals trying to guide you. Um, So first, honor where you are. And then second would be me maybe take a moment and ask what is the cost on both sides? What is the cost of staying where you are? What will you be losing? What will you be giving up? What is gained if you stay where you are? What is gained if you make the change and the next step? And sometimes when we look at fear, especially fear of the unknown, um, without really kind of getting to the root of that, it feels overwhelming and much scarier than it really needs to be. So say you're thinking of having this really hard conversation, or maybe you're thinking of, oh, we'll use this one. Maybe you're thinking of sharing something on an online space for your business, for a personal matter. It doesn't matter, but you're feeling really, really nervous about that. And you don't really know why. If you sit um, and just kind of dig into why am I feeling this way? 
you might get to the root of, I'm afraid of people saying really bad things about me. I'm afraid people are going to be really mean to me. I'm afraid nobody's going to care. You know, and once you get to these specific fears, then you can address them like, okay, so what if some random person on the internet says that I'm a horrible person and I should just go away and not exist anymore? But does that really matter? Probably not because I don't know them. And they're probably a really sad person to be saying stuff about that, about strangers on the internet. So maybe you can work through the fear around that a little bit. Like, okay. And so once you take the time to really look at what is the root of this fear, you can move forward a little bit more. And you can even come up with a game plan of how you might respond in a situation if this fear does happen. But I find often that if we look at what is the worst case scenario going to be in relation to this fear, that we'll find that it's not really that bad and that we really are very strong and resilient and remarkably creative human beings that can come up with solutions. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, Trina, you are such a wealth of knowledge with lots of experience with this that that makes it not feel so scary. When you break it down like that, it actually feels almost like, because I'm such a bullet point person, I'm like, wait a second, like, let me make a list and then cross these out and and kind of create that unstuck drive. I just think you, you said that so beautifully. Thank you. Yes. So I would love to know, because now, now you got me thinking, I, I want to ask you like another question. Um, what are some ways that we can create boundaries and create um, a safe space within ourselves? Because I know a lot of us listening are, um, you know, we're business owners, we're busy moms, um, we're, uh, you know, maybe even pivoting, going from like a service-based business and getting into an on. on getting into an online space. That was kind of a tongue twister, but what are some ways, like we would talk about some heavy things and, you know, making some big life changes for generations, but what about just us in our daily lives? Like, would you like to please share a couple of key tips that we can create our own boundaries for ourselves? Yes. So I think an important one is, and remember that boundaries is a practice and it's a lifelong journey of discovering, developing, embracing, establishing adjusting. Um, And so when I say this, this is a really, really big one and one that I don't know that I will ever like completely master in this lifetime, but it's something I try hard to do is um, be kind to ourselves through our mental talk and kind of try and make that a boundary within yourself that I will speak kindly to myself. I will not speak badly to myself the way that maybe sometimes happens if you have had messages told to you, if you've experienced trauma or different things, it's easy to have this subconscious dialogue that is not, not helpful, that is harmful. And so um, I try and when I find those thoughts coming to just remind myself that I'm worthy of love, and those thoughts are, are not loving and kind. And so I don't allow those thoughts. The same way that I wouldn't allow somebody else to speak to me that way, I try not to speak to myself that way. And so have a boundary around your mental self-talk that you're going to be kind to yourself and that you're going to give yourself grace. That is a really big one. Another personal boundary that I try and hold really firmly to is a daily act of self-care. And I know when I say self-care, also, this is kind of a buzz topic, right? Like, oh, we're going to go get pedicures and massages. And 
I have a little bit of a different philosophy around self-care. To me, self-care has nothing to do with the care self-care task that you choose to do. It has everything to do with the emotion and the intention that you bring to a task in your day. So for many of us, we're very busy and our time can be very limited. And the thought of adding in even 15 minutes sometimes can feel overwhelming. That completely goes against the whole purpose of self-care. We're not trying to add one more thing to your to-do list, right? Like we're trying to make ourselves feel loved and cared for and nurtured. So if you're in a situation where you're like, yeah, self-care sounds great, but how do I even fit that into my day with my job and my kids and my side hustle and trying to be a good partner and a good friend, where does that go in my life? I'll give you an example. So in the morning, I like to have tea. Some people like to have coffee. I enjoy my tea. And if I know that my day is going to be super packed and I'm not going to have time to do some yoga or journal or meditate for a few minutes or exercise, some of the things that I like to do on a more regular basis, if I have a really busy day and I know that that's not going to happen, then I can choose to take an everyday moment and through my intention and my energy, turn that into my self-care. And so as I'm preparing my tea, I might start with a thought of, I am going to mindfully be present and enjoy my tea because I love myself. So I'm going to gift myself this moment of pleasure and I'm going to enjoy the hot tea cup in my hands. I'm going to enjoy the beautiful aroma of my chai. I'm going to enjoy the flavor and I'm going to do it with the message and intention that I am taking this moment for myself because I am worthy of being present in this moment and enjoying this. I bring in my senses And I have not added a single thing to my day. I'm going to drink my cup of chai regardless of how my day is going. But I've taken the moment to be present and to do it with love for myself. And so when you do that, you can bring self-care into your very, very busy day. Wow. What a beautiful reminder to turn those everyday tasks and things that you're doing anyway, right? Like I literally can see you at your kitchen island. And I know it because I've been to your home. (laughs) I can see you standing in your kitchen. And I can just see the kids bustling around, getting ready for school. You know, there's just pure, I call it just chaos, right? Just happening around you. And I could see you rooted in that moment where if you were to just go about your day, right? I could see you losing your 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 tea, right? Like, oh, is it on the kitchen counter? Oh, is it outside? Or, oh, you know, did one of the kids grab it? Like, it just, it could be so easy to be so distracted and not intentional with that moment. And I love how you mentioned how it could just be our everyday tasks that are backed by that intention, by that, that pausing, that redirecting, that sharing your gratefulness. Um, That's a beautiful boundary that we can start today, right? So We may not be going to our grandmothers and telling us that we're (laughs) like completely changing our beliefs or some things that can be real heavy. Sometimes it's just the tiny steps that we need in our daily lives to give us the courage, give us that gumption and the confidence to have these conversations. And if we can't even speak kindly to ourselves, how are we supposed to, to speak kindly to our friends and our families and our partners? Like, oh, Tarina, you're just so amazing. Thank you. And yes, just like we build relationships with other people through small moments, through conversations, through interactions, we build our relationship with ourselves. So as we're trying to build our self-love and be rooted in our self-worth, 
as we're mindful and intentional with our relationship and interactions with ourselves, of doing things intentionally to care for ourselves, then we're going to feel that confidence that we need to be able to have those conversations that are more challenging and more uncomfortable. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, you're such a safe space for these conversations and I don't want these to end. Um, so how can people find you? Like, how can they work with you? What I love so much about these connection calls is I want everyone that I know to know everyone that I know because <laughs> I'm surrounded by the best and I'm just so grateful to have you here in like my sister circle. So how can people find you and, and um, like, how can we work with you, Tarina? Yes. So my website's probably the best place to go. It's tarinamaldonado.com. And there's links to my social media on there. I like to have fun on social media um, on my website, you can download, I have a free self-care and um, a self-care journal uh, that can help you kind of get in the habit of some self-care as well as some journaling prompts to kind of get started on that. Or if somebody would like to connect with me, I, for your audience, would love to offer a free 15-minute call so we can discover what your default communication archetype is and maybe go over what some of the strengths and where some areas of growth can be within that. And so you can, there's a scheduler on my website, you can book and just in the comments mention that you heard me on Kiana's website, and we can do that. Um, or shoot me an email, we can connect that way. Uh, but I would love to connect with anybody in the audience that would like to know what's my default communication style like? <laughs> Wow. What a gift, Trina. Thank you so much. I feel like you left, like I mentioned before, like a whole bunch of little golden nuggets. And I want to do that. I'm signing up. I want to know what my communication archetype is and, and how, because that's the thing too. Like, I feel like I do have a lot of intuition. I feel like I, before I even say something, I'm already thinking, how's this going to be perceived? Like you mentioned earlier, like, right, I've done some therapy, right? Like what, what is the outcome that I truly want? So if I say something, right? So the fact that you're just offering these quick calls to develop those, um, those communication skills is, is such a gift. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited to connect and, and help some people kind of get a little bit more knowledge around their own personal communication. Yes, that's so beautiful. And okay, so one thing I love to ask every guest, um, will you will you please share with us a key tip, something that as either an entrepreneur, um, just as a mom, as a business owner, something that you wish you knew sooner? So I think, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, just honoring where you are without judgment is one of the most valuable things one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself and in turn the people within your sphere, sphere of influence. When we are trying to improve and grow and hustle and, you know, become our best selves, a lot of times we can bring in judgment in that. And when you just love and accept yourself where you are, as you continue to try and grow, that will happen much more quickly. And so I think just be kind to yourself and give yourself the same love and grace that you would your very best friend. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Tarina. I'm just so grateful for you. I'm grateful that you're my neighbor and we're able to connect so organically because even if we didn't live close together, I still want to be your best friend <laughs> and work with you in some I way. Am, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much and hope you have a beautiful day.
Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for joining the party today. Your Tarina is out there. In fact, she's probably your neighbor. I suggest you get out there, show up to local events, put yourself in these rooms, sign up for your local Facebook groups, show up for local parties. Just get yourself out there. Your Tarina is waiting to meet you and your life literally will be impacted for the better when you go find your own Tarina. (laughs) Thank you so much, babe. Love you. Okay, bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Kiana Marie Weekly. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. You can find the resources and show notes for this episode and more at kianamarie.com slash podcast. I'd be honored if you'd show your support by leaving a review and rating on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on dancing.